if you're still getting hyped up for these events, it's like you're you're falling for it. Like you're really falling yeah. for it. Like you have no one to blame but yourself. Fool me once, shame on me. Hey, fool me, we can't get fooled again. But yeah, I mean, we see that like big special guest coming, and then even with here comes Kojima, and then oh boy, here comes the new game, Sight. It's a podcast. Like <laughs> that's right. Don't blame yourself. Blame me. Hey, I'm Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey, everyone. This is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. Why why has Kojima become like do you know like Solid Snake? He doesn't get a game, he just gets put in other games. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here's Solid Snake. That's Kojima now. New Kojima experience coming to Spotify. Fuck. Last time we saw him, it was fucking he came out with imagine a game what would a game be like if i made one for xbox and said nothing about it and then fucked off and everybody's and then, like yeah <laughs> and then this time he shows up with a fucking to be fair to the podcast it's in english and he's done podcasts before that aren't in english right so like yeah at least you know a lot of people can listen to it this time around which is good also, pro tip, if you don't pay for Spotify like I don't, uh, you can also use Google Podcast. I don't know the security implications of that, but I don't want to pay for Spotify, so <laughs> there you go. I think it is on the free level. I saw someone saying that too. but I, I still don't want to support Spotify, Me but that's neither. a whole other discussion. Yeah, fuck Spotify. I don't, I don't know why I'm so cheap, but like I have everything. I have like Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, I, all of them, Spotify fucking these are all of them i don't pay for any of them i just i'm just like hey has anyone got a login for this so i just <laughs> i'm just on everyone else's the only one i have is amazon prime it's weird too like they were i think it was uh man i wish nitro i know nitro had retweeted this too but that uh that clip with matt damon that he was talking about how like streaming and all that is like really affected like the theater experience and just kind of yes. fucked up the whole economy of it all. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, and they said piracy was going to do this. I was like, well. <laughs> his, I liked his argument about, you know, we had this expectation with the DVD market yeah. that it would make up for, for, for theatrical films not really making their, you know, getting a profit return. Mm -hmm. And while he was thinking about that, I was kind of thinking like allegorically, like, you know, as video games, you know, some you know, we're having an issue not being able to fully support like the old double A titles that we used to get back in the PlayStation 2 and 360 days. Yeah, Nitro was saying, I think like Steam basically did this same thing to video games that, you know, like with all the sales and stuff and just, you know, and I guess with Game Pass too, that's kind of just an extension of it of just like, but Game Pass is doing something with the companies where they're getting reimbursed per the amount of downloads that actually happen. Like there is some kind of system in there, but Right. I assume in those situations, they have done the math, or at least the paid accountants, I'm trusting, did the math right. And they determined that, hey, you know, the licensing agreement or whatever that we get from Microsoft will exceed whatever pricing or cost that we get just kind of running this independently. Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. So we got to find like a weird balance with this stuff. Like, I was surprised to learn this year that like actors and, and like, I guess studios don't get reimbursed for like royalties off of streaming and it's like wait what <laughs> like you know just just the amount of views have nothing to do with it it's just a one and done purchase i guess for a license for an amount of time and then just whatever it does it's like well that's what you signed up for so and there's no residuals coming after that whereas you know tv actors that's you know syndication and all that side of things it's you're constantly getting checks coming in it might be for a couple cents but they're coming in well, so you're telling me like Joey from Friends like wakes up every every Friday and checks his post and gets a big fat check because yeah. so many people watch Friends. Yeah, because it's on TV still, and it's that's what like syndication is. It's like rerunning it, you know, a whole nother time, and you know, running the whole series or a couple seasons, and they they buy that to rotate for a little bit, and yeah, then they get a little you know portion of that. But yeah, not with streaming. I think voice actors in games should get paid for every time. 
the cutscenes are played on Twitch on YouTube. Yeah. So that reminds me of that clip on the the Pookie episode of The Simpsons when they're speaking to the lady who voiced like the Roadrunner bird. Oh yeah. And they're like, you must get so much money. Homer's like, you must get so much money for that. And she's like, no, I just recorded one meet meep and they use the same one. <laughs> yeah. They've used the same one for 40 years. Yep. They just doubled it. Yeah, they just, they just doubled it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh we're in a weird time with all of this stuff with games and media just being kind of I don't want to say devalued, but I mean I guess that is kind of what's going on. I mean it's but they're pulling in like a lot of money in, in certain areas. Like you look at like certain mobile games where they're just raking it in. Can I just call it right now? That you know, we all saw the Dune MMO, right? And mm-hmm. we were like, well, I was like, wait, a MMO? The f- the fuck? Why are they making an MMO of Doom? I Dune Dune. I can't even speak. Dune. <laughs> um that's gonna flop. I'm calling it right now. That's gonna that's gonna die in like two weeks. It'll come yeah. out and it'll immediately die. Why are people making MMOs? You must be crazy. The only the only people who are gonna pull off making an MMO are uh the League of Legends people, what are they called? Riot. Right. Riot. Riot can do what they want. Like at this point they've got such a good track record of making free to play games that that work and have millions and millions of players. You know, they've got a league that's highly successful. Valorant's theirs as well, right? Yes. Yeah. They've got that fighting game coming out. They've got the the it's League of Legends, but it's not. It's I can't remember what it's called. It's like a fucking card game or something. People play it all the time. Uh Legends of Runeterra. Is that it? That yeah, Le- Legends of Runeterra. And then even Team Fight Tactics, which is like a an extra game inside of League of Legends mm-hmm. has like millions of players that on, that only play that. So if they have all these successful games. Their trailer for the for the Raya MMO, it's got like millions and millions of views. It's got like a, you know it's got like fifty to a hundred million views. The new trailer for World of Warcraft has like two million views. Yeah. So it, it's going to. It's my predictions for the future. Feel free to look back on this in a, you know, when it, when it all goes down, the Dune MMO will fail, and the League of Legends MMO will be the biggest MMO in the world. Yeah, that's my prediction. That's, that's probably right. We'll I mean, still probably be on Final Fantasy. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks like they are. You know, they're doing like hiring right now for this MMO. They're still looking for, you know, game art, production, engineering design and stuff so yeah it's coming and yeah you're probably right like whatever they put out now they've kind of hit that level of of like being like a such a powerhouse and has so many people playing the their stuff that once once that game starts getting like advertised in the other games like check out the new mmo you know like when you launch the launcher or whatever it'll be plastered everywhere so that'll it'll yank everybody in yeah it'll be unavoidable and Mm -hmm. like overall regardless what you think like I, i don't play league of legends i don't i don't play any of riot's games and I know that the the player base, you know, when you play online and communicate with them, it can be pretty toxic. But at the same time, overall, the player base of those games are extremely fucking happy. Yeah, the games, the game's free. You can't buy. You sure power. about that? <laughs> Have you talked to a League of Legends fan? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> I know I, I always joke about like playing. I I say I'm going to play League of Legends because I'm going to start speedrunning depression. Like how fast can I get like a mental health problem? But uh, like no, um, the people love Riot games, and you know they can invest millions and millions into building an MMO. I don't think I can't remember who's doing the Dune MMO, but they probably don't have enough money to do it. Just stop making MMOs. Everyone, stop making MMOs. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, look at the MMO graveyard. The MMO graveyard it has so many. titles there i'm not gonna start naming them but there's so many i'm glad you brought up the mmo graveyard because i just remember distinctly remember that period of time where like there was always folks trying to advertise the wow killer and they all dealt with like two big things that i noticed and this pattern could happen with 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 dune like you said one is they didn't have the resources to build okay okay it's a situation where it's like this. You you build up this new world and you have resources, but they're pretty limited. And, you know, you start off with sort of like the first iteration of your MMO, right? 
However, mm-hmm. your competition already has their player base who already has this sort of like sunk cost fallacy in which, you know, they assess the new MMO and they think to themselves, okay, well, you know, do I want to get into, unless it's really, really good, generally our reaction as MMO players are, is it really worth disregarding all this progress I've made in this MMO, get new guild, get new friends? Is it really worth, you know, whatever this game is? And more often than not, it's it's a no, so... It's funny too that they're trying. They always try it with like such a huge like IP. Like that's a huge part of it too. Like you know, like we've seen the Matrix try to do it, and you know that did it for a while. But then Final Fantasy, World of Warcraft, of course, you know you got a ton of Warcraft fans that are already there. So yeah, it's like if you take. That's what I'm saying. What's interesting with like the Dune, like I know Dune has a huge following, and there's a ton of lore there to build off of to to give to you know towards a game. You know, Star Wars is another example where, like, that they're still releasing fucking content for like the older public, but oh, oh Dune's certainly got the world for it, like, yeah. the, you know, the the hundred percent. And I think, like, if you if you were going to choose an IP to make an MMO off, I think Dune is a a great one. But I mean, Warhammer couldn't pull this off. Like, Warhammer failed <laughs> spectacularly to make an yeah, MMO. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, know, you have it. these these powerhouse IPs still failing and it's just like wow okay it's just this MMO thing's tricky if, if I could predict even further I'll say that they've announced it way too early by the time it comes out the hype they'll have missed their own hype train and they'll release it before it's in the state where it needs to be finished and MMOs do this all the fucking time man all the yes, time yes that's a good detail it'll be buggy as shit and everybody just goes ah fuck this and yeah yeah, it's like as soon as you bring that game out and people play it, you got five minutes to impress them. <laughs> you got five minutes, man. If I have to kill five basic animals around here, I'm gonna be pissed as shit. <laughs> you have five minutes to prove to those people that your experience is worth give- them giving up years of progress that they've made in another game. Yeah, and subscribing yeah. to it too that's that's a huge thing for me it's like when something's asking for a monthly thing i'm like all right whoa 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 i'm already playing for gamefly over here what else am i doing and that's the thing like if you if you have a, a subscription going it's like this ticking thing it's like hey you gotta play this game now and you know if that game's not fun or not good you're just like ah and this isn't worth the money you know the the repeated money yeah, it's tough, and I'm not even sure what they'll do with subscription. I don't think subscription, monthly subscriptions, really work anymore. I, I think that model's going to slowly die out. Yeah, I mean, new New World from Amazon that had like a million players on launch or something, and was in died instantly. Yeah, the free to play model's definitely going to creep into that more for sure. The battle pass model. Yeah, battle pass model. Yeah. It's- mm-hmm. The just, battle pass and cash shop. I I I want that game to work, right? I I love Dune. I yeah. really do. I I want that game to be good. It's just I've seen it so many times at this point. So many times. So many great games. So many games I've been excited for. Um, you know, I had the uh, the Old Republic on release. I had Rift on release. I I did Wildstar. Oh, Wildstar! I did. Yeah. I did Final Fantasy one point oh. 14 1.0 i did not but but, but not not long enough to get like uh, like the same account to get the little 1.0 tattoo did you play 11 no okay <laughs> no i didn't play that i had a buddy that every time i logged into an xbox 360 it always said that that's that he was online and he was playing that game and it just left his xbox on and like never turned it off it was like that for years like I saw someone play it and there was like nine people and they were on this beach and the graphics looked terrible and they were all stood around this gigantic bug and it looked like shit. Yeah. And they were all like hitting it with the sword. They had like the most basic attacks. And yes, they and killed you're just, it. They're just and standing I, there. Yeah, and and then they killed it and I was like, whoa, this looks like the worst game ever. And I, I need couldn't... to show you hold on, let me show you what 1.0 looked like, because if you love that gameplay. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, what I miss? Hey, what's up? What's up, Nitroid? Welcome in Nitroid. We're talking about we were talking about the Dune MMO. Yeah. But like I love old MMOs. I just didn't like the look of that. Um Old MMOs were a different breed. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? I am good. I've just had a wild day. But I am here now. 
<sighs> Mostly. I think we're all pretty pooped in the last like 24 hours. Yeah. And past yeah. week or two, we've all had little adventures. Yeah. Pretty much. You were on a boat. Yes, I was. That was fun. Yes, I got to watch uh I got to watch Mango angrily get his rank out back into top 10 at SmashCon. So that was pretty fun. Oh yeah. I went I went to the lakes for 4 days and drank so much alcohol. This was for my friend's 30th birthday, and I went on a boat. I drove a boat for the first time. That was really cool. Nice. And then I went to, uh, what, they, what are they called? I went to a roller coaster park. <laughs> like, what was it, yesterday or the day before? Because theme park, knows that's, amusement park. Yeah, everyone knows that's my new obsession now. I'll t- I tell you, right. If you go to Cedar Point for your first park where you love roller coasters, every other park is going to be difficult for you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you get spoiled. And it's like, ah. Yeah, don't start with the best, man. Build up to it. Build up to going to Cedar Point. Yeah, I went on a boat and my friends DJed and we drank beers and floated down the canal and that was kind of cool. And yeah, we, a couple people drove the boat and gave us all a scare, so that was fun. But yeah. I hiked up a mountain. Yeah, you were hiking up somewhere in like Silent Hill territory, right? Because I had to ask y'all like... <laughs> yeah. Hey, is this like Silent Hill? Yeah, the Smoky Mountains, yeah. and they are very aptly named, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> just because of all of the fog from how high up everything is. Hey, is this like Silent Hill? We made it up to the tallest point in the Smokies, and it, yeah, you, the oxygen starts to thin real quick. I mean, it got you thinking conspiracy theories with... Fucking. <laughs> yeah, like I had a mo- I had a moment where I was like, you know, maybe they are working on Silent Hill. <laughs> That's what uh, oxygen deprivation will do to you. No, it was a good time. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend uh, going to the Smoky Mountains, uh, you know, finding a hiking path or going on one of the driving trails. Plus Dollywood's nearby and that's always fun. We we all went outside. I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. That's what we've been up to we touched yeah. grass. Good job, everybody. <laughs> Dude, touching grass though, so overrated. Yeah, I won't be doing it again. <laughs> I touched grass at almost seven thousand feet above sea level. It was all right. I give it like a five out of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I prefer my house. I just technically touched water. I think, or I guess just a boat. Shit, I don't think I technically touched grass, guys. <laughs> So, Nitroid, in case folks missed it in our burst transmission, I want you to break down that that DEFCON levels of Kojima that we get oh, at geez. Jeff Keighley events, because yeah. I thought that was really good. You you contributed to it, though. You added an extra step, so I'm going to try and get all of them. I think we had we came up with, what, six total? I think it was six with a uh, 3.5 thrown in with the... the there was kind of like an addendum that I threw in, too. So I, I don't know if we want to just call yeah. it seven, but yeah, it was, it was about six. I'll try it, yeah. and... I'll try and hit the Kojima DEFCON levels here. So <laughs> what is it? DEFCON goes in reverse, right? So like uh, the the higher the number, the the less severe it is. Yeah. Yes. Is that right? At least yeah. that's that's also how it is in IT as well. Like a sev sev incident. So we're going to we're going to say uh, Kojima DEFCON 5 is uh, there is a video game event and no mention of him. He doesn't show up. Jeff Keighley doesn't talk about him. Nothing. Kojima Defcon six, as we'll call this. Did I say five or six? We're gonna call. No, it you six. started at five. We're gonna make it six. Okay. Is uh, is a rarity because Jeff can't help himself. He will always mention him, which brings us <laughs> to Kojima Defcon five. Jeff can't help himself. Where Jeff will mention Kojima. Yeah. Kojima won't show up, but he will be in our hearts. Give him a shout out. Moving up to Kojima DefCon Four. The, the most well, I want to note that the most famous DefCon Five was when he was like Konami wouldn't let him come. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that was an honorary DefCon Four. <laughs> honorary. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I still can't believe you did that. No, it's good. Okay, so Kojima DefCon Four is uh, he has a video and says hi. Uh, hope you're all doing well and having fun. I have nothing to show. Please be excited for the future. And that's it. And we've seen a couple of these in the past. Kojima DEFCON 3. They're a 
DEFCON 3. Is when he has a video again, but this time he's showing something. Now, this can be either a port or a new announcement, but usually not a big game, right? See, well, this I think was where I came. I was like, not game related. You know, this is just like, hey, here's a new partnership. Yeah, not game related. Not new game related. No, just, just hey, here's something I did with the fucking sunglass company. Or, hey, here's a cool, like, partnership that I'm doing with these guys that make jackets. Or, you know, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's that level, I think, too. Well, I would, I would classify, like, Death Stranding director's cut. As that's a, what happened. We got something that's, that's not a game. Well, yeah, but I would say, de- I would say, like, de- like, Death Stranding director's cut is, is a Kojima Defcon 3. I would say that it, that's a know, two. No, okay. Well, I like, don't know, because it's not a new game. Let's get allegorical here. How would you feel if he announced, like, in this modern day, he announced, like, uh, like Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence, for example? Like. That's mm. definitely I mean, two. Because that's, what, like, new game right. is one. But like, what else say, is there? But like, you can't <laughs> say that Subsistence is DEFCON 2 when that's effectively a director's cut of Death Stranding and then Death Stranding be a DEFCON 3. You see what I'm saying? Was that, that's yeah. not what I was saying. I was saying, yeah, I was saying that three was like the podcast shit or like the, the non game okay, related. So then we have game related news. Oh, I thought you were saying that. No, 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 that no. The, okay. 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 So Kojima Defcon three is, is no games. He just announces something not game related. So yeah. this was a Kojima Defcon three. He had a mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. That's what we had. Um, or, or what about his Xbox collaboration? I would say that's technically okay, not a game, yeah. so that, cla- a, that counts a three. as a DEFCON 3? That's a 3. Yeah, because okay. you're walking away disappointed. You know, we right. want a good okay. 2 or a 1, you know? It's kind of... Yeah. Go to DEFCON 2. So a Kojima DEFCON 2 is he has a game announcement, but he's not there in person. So oh, okay. Those are, we, those are, all right, we've got different layers than here. We're coming up with new shit, I getting think. getting real granular. No, this is what I said yesterday. Okay. We do have to get granular. I think we probably. Uh, this need is to why we went point five. We went point five. This yeah. is this is going from the <laughs> DefCon to like the old terrorist meter. It's like it's going to orange. Okay, now it's a red orange. Kojima's yeah. minutes to midnight. I was about to say, how many more minutes to midnight till new fucking right. game? There's and some... he's there and he spikes the game on the floor <laughs> and gives well, Jeff what... a big old hug. Well, whether it's midnight <laughs> or DefCon one or the highest grade imaginable, it's it's when he shows up in person with a new thing. Yeah, a big new thing. That is that is the 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 highest Kojima alert level. Uh, so sadly, this was a three. Yeah. Wait, wait, why did we say it was a three point five? Because we had it just kind of we had the the numbers like mixed in. I think that yeah, we was were, like where it was game related or not related. I think that's where we divided it right there. Defcon Zero is a remake of Metal Gear Solid or Silent Hill. We were also counting up yesterday, so. <laughs> yeah. We had this all wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, we, we all got our hypes up. We saw Kojima. We got disappointed. And we got excited because it was like, oh, a podcast, cool. And then we went to listen to it. And oh my God, does it need work as it stands right now? But that's all I'll say. And he destroyed this show's search engine optimization <laughs> in one fell swoop. Yeah, goodbye SEO. It's been nice. But. See, yep. I can't. I can't say. I can't. I'm. I'm like. I'm at the level of Lord Emmerich now, where I'm just like, I don't expect anything from the Dorito Pope. I just expect <clears throat> him to smirk and say, "Hey, that fucking YouTube question at the beginning. Are you guys <laughs> ready for the surprises?" Yeah. What surprises? Yeah, I wasn't all that surprised. A new fucking Pinocchio game. Right? Yeah, that shit looks hype. Yeah. Lies of P. Title is so bad. Forget about it. Like, <laughs> go, re- go change the name of the game. But Just look up Pinocchio game. Don't let the title disappoint you. I can't believe they called it Lies of P. It's <laughs> legit the best thing they showed, though. <laughs> yeah, it does look really good. What about Moonbreakers as well? It looked all right. What was that? The miniatures game that everyone's going to draw. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you can paint them. Yeah, everyone's going to paint penises on them. Pretty much. The big takeaways from the show, uh, I think I think Days is 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 uh, probably in alignment somewhat here with me, but. um, The Expanse game, right? Oh, that's Telltale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Drummer. Sorry, continue. Lies of P and. Oh, what was the third one? There was something cool was something that I else. saw. I forget. But... I guess the the Callisto 
protocol. Yeah, that looks really good. about that for ages. It was a weird Gamescom for sure. Like I was yeah, kind of like, okay, like like we basically just talked and and bullshitted through the whole thing and just we we had fun. If yeah, if you missed the burst transmission, there's definitely a lot of good moments in that to check out. We almost got copyright striked, but we dodged it. I think. Thanks, Lenny Kravitz. That's another thing is that could oh well, like you know I'm not the type to like stifle. If a creative director wants to have a specific song in their music, like who am I to stop them? But on the same token, I think it's hilarious that like they offer all these resources to co-stream and they absolutely fuck you in terms of like, you know, getting those like copyright strikes and things like that. At the very least, Jeff, like give us a little like blinker on the bottom right of the screen saying <laughs> copyrighted music yeah. upcoming. Please mute your stream. That's a really good idea. That was the thing with that with that one clip it was just like all right we're clear the, the song stopped and then like the monster was dead it was sitting there and then it was just like mother <laughs> just like kicked back in and we were all just like panicking like oh god damn it like hit the mute so, button yeah so i don't know streamers definitely have like a weird thing to uh contest with with watching these things like a lot of a lot of them just don't do it because they know they're like oh no it's just a claim fest over there and it's like they definitely should kind of think about that with with especially how they're doing the co-stream thing yeah it's just it's it's silly to put something in there that would punish the people doing it that being said i don't know if people have gotten claims for those songs yesterday um i do know that one song i think is on like guitar hero so that that might not be in the bank that gets claimed or whatever but yeah we got four copyright claims i mean i would like to be wrong i would like to think that they you know account for those type yeah. of things but when you think about the metallica incident that happened it's just like oh <laughs> like when they were playing it live on twitch and then got claimed it's just like ah aren't there games now that will intentionally like give you a streamer option that disables licensed music yes, yes i love those yeah they need to do that for streaming events yeah i think fortnite has it too because there's there's all those songs in Fortnite that are just, you know, just pop songs that they throw in a couple seconds of, you know, while you're doing one of the dances or whatever. And it's just like, oh, that'll get you popped. But yeah, you can just disable that and it'll play some alternate royalty free music instead. But yeah, I've seen it in a ton of games. Fortnite is copyrights the game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 won't claim you if you are playing the game while playing the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you yeah. just upload the song, you get claimed. Like the uh, the like the raid music for the new raid is just fucking fantastic. And there's already people can't post the actual song. But if you make your your you turn off the, the sound effects for your raid yeah. and you just display the gameplay. Totally so fine. It, you can't label it as boss theme for pandemonium. You have to label it as boss theme for pandemonium with pandemonium gameplay. That That's how Square operates. <laughs> With idle animation. Yeah. Unless it's a funny meme of the twinning. That's apparently okay. Yes, that that is officially supported. I can't believe you got that reference. Uh, it's hard to avoid. It's that video is everywhere. Yes, that's true. I saw the concert. It was amazing. I still haven't gotten to that part of the game. <laughs> the Dune's not going to have a, twin, uh, a meme nearly as good as the twinning. I don't even know why they're bothering. That song slaps. That just, jeez, MMO track shouldn't go that hard, dude. Don't, don't say that because there are a fuck ton of tracks in this game that don't deserve to go hard, but they do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably gonna learn about it eventually, one of these days when I finally get through, you know, the first expansion. <laughs> kind of an interesting news week. Yeah, we we were talking earlier about that that whole thing with um the the streaming affecting the movies and stuff, the Matt Damon video that you'd retweeted and yeah. you know, just saying how like Steam and stuff, you know, kinda all just doing the same kind of thing with different different medias. Yeah, somebody um I made a comment online about it, uh, and, and got a little pushback and, and to be fair I didn't really uh elaborate much on it, but uh so so there's this clip going around where Matt Damon is on, was it Hot Ones? Is that the name of the show? Where they eat the hot wings? Yes. And the, the host asks him, you know, why is it that movies are, you know, so different nowadays than they used to be? And what he what he's really saying is like, why are they just a bunch of like uh, vapid consumerist crap? Yeah. You know, uh, that's, you know, without saying it. 
we talked about the part about like how they're not getting the DVD sales and all that part of it. But right. yeah, it's just. And well, somebody made the point that, you know, because because I, I said that uh, I, I was talking to, to a friend and he mentioned how Steam sort of had a similar effect. And I tweeted that out uh, and somebody mentioned how um, a lot of people forget is a. Xeno Gear Solid said, uh, people forget the game sales rarely happened, and if they did, it was usually $5 off. People mm-hmm. went crazy for the Player's Choice Greatest Hits versions because we'd get them for, you know, 20 bucks. $40 or $20 years after release. But yeah. games nowadays are expected to be 70% off in about a year, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the market is completely different. And so yeah. there's this impetus now to make games that get either all the profit as quickly as possible because there's little retention or to try to uh, monetize the game over time with like microtransactions and live services and things like that. And it's just, it's completely screwed up like the AAA space, you know? And all of the interesting games now are indie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right now, I'm I'm really struggling to find stuff to play. I mean, it's just like, just whittling down my game fly queue like there's a couple of things coming up but i think right now i've got like live alive checked out and slowly making my way through that on switch it's it's fun but uh yeah it's just it's dwindling like what i what i like want to play there's not much on my list anymore i'm getting to it a little late but i started playing a game called blasphemous have you heard of this Mm -mm. uh it's a side scroller metroidvania um but it's, oh, I did play some of that. Never mind. I forgot. Is that yeah. on uh, Game Pass? Yeah, I played a little yeah. bit of it. It's tough. And it's got like this blend of like Spanish culture, Roman Catholicism and and like the it's sort of got like this underlying souls like ethos to it. And I, you know, I, I realize how how overused that term is, but it's it's pretty accurate in this case. Um, I think Jeff used it for a game last yeah he did yesterday and it's like oh wow we're using this in like a super official capacity now okay right um but it's also got some of the most amazing pixel art i have ever seen it's got incredible music the mechanics are just really tight a couple of glitchy moments here and there but uh it's a it's a hell of a game uh i i just can't recommend it enough one thing about that Live Alive game is like I went back and looked at, you know, the Super Nintendo version of it. And that, that's a game that it came out in Japan and never got, you know, an official translation over here and stuff. But, you know, there's ROMs out there. We can check it out. And it's the pixel improvement on the, on the just on the art style. Like it looks great. You know, they didn't go the, the blurry cell shaded thing. Like they just kind of redesigned everything and just really stuck that pixel look. Yeah, they kind of Octopath Travelered it, didn't they? Yeah, and they did that whole 2.5D thing where it's, it, you know, everything just kind of looks really cool. I'm one of those weirdos who played the um the the ROM hack with the English fan translation back in the day. I think I tried uh, it, I, never, I just, I got stuck. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird game. I never, I never got too far into it. I think I beat like two of the, two of the campaigns or two of the characters. But um, it's an interesting game and I do think that they're doing a pretty good job with the visuals in the remaster but at the same time like i wish they would include a classic mode whenever they do stuff like this yeah you know swap back and forth yeah yeah because it then it doesn't feel you know when they don't retain that it feel it doesn't feel like preservation you know it feels like we've lost something Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's just you know me and preservation so like that's one of those things uh that kind of grates on me I mean, that's something with like with Metal Gear. I, I see the application done with that. And I'm like, I'm thinking about like the Metal Gear, you know, one and two. And I'm like, all right, that I could take, you know, th- that would work. You know, just like a slight pixel art update. Hmm. I know that's a, yeah, I know that's that's a uh, contentious thing with you. But I don't know, like that would be like the type of like, you know, remake or whatever for for Metal Gear one and two Solid Snake. I would, you know, I would, I would like that approach if if we do something. Let me put it like this. Uh, I mean, look, I have a lot of problems with remakes. They tend to strike me as very soulless and and they often miss the point, I feel. But I would be less hostile towards remakes if every video game remake included the original. Yeah. As an option, you know, like that'd be such a good faith, like action, wouldn't it? 
Right. Yeah. Like I would be less angry about it because at least I would I would know, you know, the original's still there. I've got access to it. Other people have access to it. Uh, like medieval uh, did it in kind of a weird way where you can unlock the the original game in the in the uh, the remaster slash remake version. So mm-hmm. um, I wish like Resident Evil 2 had done that. That would have been really cool. There's been a few games that have done it because currently there's no way to play that. Like I, if I have a conversation with somebody and I say, have you, you know, what do you think of Resident Evil 2? The presumption is I'm talking about the remake. Is it? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Every single time. People don't say remake after. I don't know. know. I've always like amended my RE2 with the make at the end. When I talk about it. I know. I always call it to make. If I talk about Resi 2, it's always like the original. Oh. And also it's on PC. So Uh, speaking of PC releases, they just can you buy it? They just put out uh, the Mortal Mortal Kombat trilogy on nice. PC on GOG. I, I need to get that. I'm so excited, even though I can't get past fucking stage four on Tower. Can you play that online? <laughs> Has it got online play? Uh, that's a good question. I would definitely be down to play some trilogy. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you can buy Resident Evil 2 on PC. I'll sell it, yeah. <laughs> like, not secondhand? <laughs> I don't I don't think you can buy it from any retailer, but it's you could probably Google it and find a link for it. Yeah. Oh wait, I just realized what Mortal Kombat y'all are talking about. Mortal Kombat trilogy was probably the best one. Like, I think I think it's the best one. Right. In, in my opinion, it's the best one. I got that game with my Nintendo 64. Like I think or no, it was yeah, that Christmas I got I got Mortal Kombat trilogy for it. And I was like, oh, I'm good on Mortal Kombat now. Like this is the perfect game. I've got everybody I need. Everything after that, I just I kind of checked out. I played it in my uh, local arcade recently, and I was like, mm. yep, still bangs. That's the roster, man. <laughs> Good game. I might have to pick that up later. And uh, it looks like you don't have to unlock everybody, so. That was nice. Sick. $7.99. Not bad. Online play? No online play. Uh, it doesn't look like. Sure. You Well, then you can do it with. um. Pause it. Like a... Yeah. I always yeah. forget what it's called, but someone always remembers. Yep. That thing. <laughs> Yeah, days you buy it and get Parsec, and I'll I'll play you. Oh fuck! Who do you mean? <laughs> uh, Scorpion. Oh, I'm a katana man. Yeah, I'm a zoning dickbag in this game too. <laughs> Sorry. I, I I only play low tiers in fighting games, so obviously I play Scorpion. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh... I'm trying not to make an LTG joke right now. It's trying so hard. <laughs> Before we get too far away from remakes, uh, earlier today they showed a teaser trailer for something that was announced a while back, uh, a remake of the original Fear Effect. Yeah. Wait, wait, was that and, like an official uh, remake? Yeah, that's official. <sighs> that is that is an official remake of the first game. Oh, hell no. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought that was like some fan shit. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's it looks so bad. Like everything interesting about that game was just sucked out of it. Yeah, when I saw you over the shoulder. I was like, no, no. They've yeah, they turned it my into girls. like the most bog standard third person shooter ever. <sighs> like, I really don't even remember much about that game, but I remember it being interesting and like just I don't know. It was really like novel and it, yeah, was it, it was it QTEs and stuff, or just mainly like kind of like an adventure game with some? I don't like. I barely remember it, but I just it's remember like being adventure cool, like, puzzle with like a yeah. lot of adult elements. There's a mm-hmm. puzzle in the middle of the game where you're stepping out of the shower and somebody's aiming a gun at you, and to solve yeah. the puzzle, you take the towel off to distract him. Yeah, I definitely remember it being that game that like it was definitely a big deal, kind of for parents and stuff at that time. I was like, oh boy, this game's a little mature. It did a little it did a lot of interesting stuff at the time that just sort of stood out i mean story-wise it sort of takes this you know sort of underbelly crime story and marries it to to uh mythology and it starts to get really psychological as you progress um but one of the cool things that they did that really made it stand out was that all of the so so the original plays like kind of like an old Resident Evil title with the tank controls and the fixed camera angles. 
Mm -hmm. But those fixed camera angles, rather than just having static backgrounds, they're all full motion video. That's why the game is kind of short, but it still spans four discs because they've got tons of FMVs on the thing. Yeah, I do remember so like, it being four discs. Yeah. Yeah. So like every background's a video. And it contrasts super well with like the, the cell shading style. Yeah. So it's got like a really unique style. It, it does the same sort of cell shading trick uh, as Mega Man Legends, where it's not quite cell shading. Like it's not doing any sort of like dynamic lighting that you'd see once like PS2 and Dreamcast came in. Mm -hmm. um so it's all flat with with baked in lighting but it looks so good you know um yeah that game was stylized as hell i definitely remember that about it and this new one they're just like hey we made a cover shooter and cell shaded it <laughs> it looks like borderlands yeah talk about soulless like yeah that's that's a great example of like all right well i don't know if these guys played the original or what they're I mean, I guess they're trying to modernize it, but I mean, look at all the games that still are that like walk around, do the puzzle, do the thing. You know, it's that's the until dawn formula now. Like, do that shit. Dude, there was this uh, sort of old school Resident Evil style quasi fixed camera game. It was an indie game that came out a while back called uh, Tormented Souls. Have you played this? I remember it. I never played it. And, you know, it's it's got a lot of issues, but it is it's it's very uh, earnest and it tries to evoke those old styles in in sort you know, in, a, in an accurate way. And it just I would play that any day before a lot of these newer modernized games, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I miss those old challenges. I miss you being able to sort of stop and smell the roses instead of being rushed through everything and listening yeah. to the characters, uh, you know, throw dial like Joss Whedon style dialogue back and forth off of each other as we're walking from one set piece to another. Like, man, I'm so sick of those kind of games. Yeah. And there was that Rick and Morty game, too. It's like it's like, oh, boy, Rick and Morty. And then like they start talking and you hear the voices constantly. It's like, oh, God, we were talking about it's like that used to be like a thing in like Borderlands as like a punishment <laughs> to have a weapon that constantly talked. But you look, look how shootable I look. I am not shooting a kid. Go ahead. Do it. Shoot me, fresh meat. Shoot me. See what happens. Oh, don't I look so shootable? Ah, you shot me. I'm dead. Eh. All right there. Are you happy now? But there's a whole game with it. Yeah, someone made a tweet. It's just like all these games are trying to do humor and they're doing it poorly. You know, it's like it's, stop. You don't have to be funny all the time. Just make a game. A lot of games have done this thing now where I guess they feel like they have to fill the silence with something. Mm -hmm. And so your characters are constantly saying stuff and they never shut up yeah. for like more than five seconds. I was going to say, going to the Joss Whedon dialogue, I've noticed on the internet there is starting to become a pushback between, like, for instance, if Better Call Saul was written like a Marvel movie or oh, shit God. like if The Godfather came out in 2007. So maybe those, like, self-aware action tropes from, like, the 2000s to now, maybe we're, we're seeing the death throes of those. Yeah. That would be great. Maybe not, you know, like... We all get it permanently removed, but it's not going to be like the, the cool thing anymore. If it was still the cool thing. I don't know if it's been the cool thing for a while, but at, at the like at the very least, we as as the like the people who buy this stuff know it's not the cool thing. But the people making it haven't quite got the memo. Yeah, as was apparent from that one trailer for what what was it? The Square Enix action rpg that's coming out yeah which i mean yeah that game looked really cool like the the, the gameplay and all that <laughs> the bouncer <laughs> <laughs> i like the bouncer okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i, I that's my guilty pleasure love the bouncer the bouncer fucking crawled in dog shit so that the kingdom hearts could fly like mm -hmm. that's my hot take for the episode Plus, I mean, come on, the guy's name is Sion Barzad. Sion Barzad, the proto, the proto Zora, in my opinion. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> well, like, funny enough, Final Fantasy VII had this problem a lot with the dialogue. Just they constantly talk nonstop. And sometimes it's OK because it, it is like giving you information about mm -hmm. things. But during the battle, 
yeah. segments, they'll just repeat the same things over and over and over and over. Yeah. And it's just obnoxious. And every game does this now. Uh, thankfully, Death Stranding sort of toned that down and knew to kind of keep Sam quiet for the most part, because the that game's all about sort of like, you know, quiet moments and getting into a groove. Mm hmm. So thankfully, he's not just chatterboxing it the whole time. <laughs> yes, it's credit to credit where credit is due. In the age of self-aware cringe, Kojima does self-aware pretty well. Yes. I don't know where he was at on that beach line, but... I mean, God, that's an episode in itself, man. I don't even know where to begin with that one. Mm -hmm. Was it a joke? Was it not a joke? It was, it was in a superposition of joke and not a joke. Did Nintendo pay him? Oh, oh, you're talking about the Princess, Princess Beach. Beach. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of the line when you call out during the beach segment and he's like, is this thing unfinished? Yeah. That was funny as yeah, hell. That's great. I laughed my butt off when when he yelled that. That was great. Just getting stuck there with the credits rolling. Just man. <laughs> I always heard the story that Kojima wanted to make that like a lot longer. Oh, God. Uh, and then on the note about just staying in the same fucking place for hours, I know that DRK is doing a chicken run of MGS4, and his stream was just Snake sleeping on a bed for, like, hours. <laughs> That's awesome. And he made money from it, so you know what? Good for him. Shout out to OHN. Snake sleeping ASMR you stream. also helped me set up uh, MGO2 online for PC, so... Yeah, that's that's something I got to get back into. They've had tons of updates lately, and that game runs really smooth emulated now. Yes, I can't believe how uh, how the, they got the um, the custom maps to work. The new ones. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, they're they're using pre-existing map data from the game, but just the fact that they were able to do it at all is amazing. They practically made an entirely new expansion for the game. So they've got like um I know Lethal Leviathan was one of the levels, and that was uh, in, it was on Outer Haven, and that was a map that was actually on Metal Gear Arcade, but uh, never made it to MGO. And I can't recall the other two, uh, but they were like, uh, well, one of them is um, one of them is the uh, the mansion from Act Two, you know, where they where the 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 PMCs are fighting the militia, and there's like that whole battle going around as you're kind of working your way to laughing octopus so like that area uh is now a map and that was that was entirely the save mgo guys that wasn't in metal gear arcade to my knowledge or anything like that they were just like hey this would make a great level and i haven't it. tried it yet but yeah they just it, it looks like it, it works great i yeah. mean it's structured like a great multiplayer map and then the third one i think was um the other area in the desert or in the middle east um where you start off in this, like right after where you get uh, the Mark II, that area, uh -huh. uh, they made that a map. And that was another one that was uh, in Metal Gear Arcade, if I remember right. Could be misremembering that. But they, they, the fact that they did this is incredible. We all need to get up in there. Going back to the in the age of line, in the age of shitty preservation practices, like save MGO2 PC is a bright hope. I guess they merged with the uh, like there there were two teams kind of doing their own thing. There was the MGO2 PC team and the Save MGO team. And I guess they merged and now they're the same thing. Uh, that's a good question. I, like literally DRK explained this to me the other day and I completely forgot. But if I remember, <laughs> there was some modicum of like consolidation there. Yeah, it was probably a good idea. Just just con just get all their resources together yeah. and hit this thing hard. I'm just I am just thrilled that this game has life at all. You know, I still don't like some of the changes they did where they're like, you know, replacing gear rather than adding it, you know, like putting in Mets hats to replace existing hats and like like that's kind of irritating. But like overall, they've they've you know, I think they've done a, a pretty great job. Tom Olson appreciates the Mets hats, though, so. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to talk about him for a while. He needs, to, <laughs> he needs to rest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was also that uh, that VR uh, was it's a Boneworks mod. Yeah, we've got I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's a uh, Holid. It's H-O-L-Y-D-H. And then uh, Vapor Cephalopods working on it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It looked pretty rad. 
being able to move all around, get all nimbly bimbly on Shadow Moses and VR. It's, it seemed pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I would try out VR Shadow Moses. That looks like a lot of fun. I've I've kept a, a like I've kept one eye on it, you know, just trying to watch it from the side to see to see what's going on. I know Vapor Cephalopod has been working on uh, trying to remake Metal Gear Solid in the Unreal Engine mm-hmm. using a lot of the extracted game assets. And I know there's some crossover with the Boneworks mod there. I'm not I'm not exactly sure what the distinction between the two is and what the relationship is. They might just be sort of pulling from the same resource pool. Um, but I do think they're different projects. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but they're trying to get away from the Boneworks thing, so it can be a standalone thing, oh. I believe. Yeah. Okay, so like build the VR into Unreal then, and 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 not rely make it reliant on mm-hmm. you know it's not a mod, it's it's its own standalone thing, right? I believe so. I, c- I could be wrong, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's I've like I said, I I haven't quite wrapped my head around what it is they're doing. It's it's kind of funny. I did talk to to Vapor Cephalopod a few times in the past, and I'm a little worried he thinks I don't like him or I might have accidentally slighted him. And that was not my intention. Nah. He sort of showed me what he was doing and 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 brought up the idea of like joining his remake project team uh, a while back. And and I I turned it down. I just I just have got too much on my plate and and too many you're swamped with projects dude like yeah dude, you, you really i are. barely see my kids man. yeah <laughs> i can't i was like i can't do another thing dude um and it's and it's just not something that that um is really in my wheelhouse you know mm-hmm. and you're getting around in mgs2 with the with the fat man mods and stuff but yeah i can see how that's yeah, completely different weird. from you know just different games and stuff like you kind of get into one you're like okay i see what's going on in, in this game and then yeah, oh yeah let's go back to another another console generation and see what they're doing here it's like oh shit okay yeah it's like my adhd hyper fixation is just taking me from project to project to project and i gotta stop (laughs) um but after that you know i i I think he and i had a a a, like a back and forth on twitter a while back about remakes and like it's it's not a mystery that i am not a fan of remakes and he is working on a remake yeah and it may have come off as like me uh you know dunking on his project and like that's not what i was trying to do yeah. so it's just two people uh, looking vapor. at something differently yeah and just being like well here's yeah. the thing that i don't like of this it's like well i happen to be doing something very similar to the thing that you're talking a bunch of shit about so yeah no that, that can yeah. happen yeah you're just kind of like all right well yeah when i'm talking about remakes i'm i'm talking about it in a very cynical corporate sense you know like fan projects i'm uh, you know I think fan projects are great. You know, I, I, I may not want to personally get involved with one, um, but I love that it's even an option that that fans can do stuff like this. And I hate it when they get struck down. I think the one thing that you'll see a whole lot more on the fan side is the thing that the other corporate ones are lacking is the soul to it all. I mean, these are all fans that really give a shit about, you know, getting getting it right or, or like, you know, doing it, doing it justice and stuff. It's tricky. And that's a long conversation. Like that's that again, that's a that's kind of a podcast episode in itself is getting yeah. into the nuance of what gives a piece of media or creative work its its spirit. And when you when you make slight alterations to it, you are making alterations to the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, that was uh, and that was a major caveat that I got from your whole like Twitter thread about remakes and just like hey, I felt like it was, hey, just a reminder, this is why I don't like remakes. And it's because you know, we're compromising the essence for like, yeah, potential like commercial value. That bingo. Wow. Holy crap. You, you, you said what I was trying to say in a single sentence. Oh, cool. <laughs> Nail on the head. You got it. That was exactly it. They Woodstock 99 it pretty much. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just watch that documentary. But yeah, I, I just wanted to say like vapor. If you're, if you're listening to this, I, I really was not trying to like insult your, project or anything uh or you so uh i hope i hope you know that clears it up because i really didn't intend that so yeah there hasn't been much vr stuff that's been out there i'm like hey i kind of would think about getting a vr set for that you know but like that's that's actually one that i'd be like all right shit yeah i mean i'd try it yeah as someone who already owns a vr headset i do want to fuck around with that red letter media set (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's cool Oh man, yeah, I'm gonna get a PSVR too, and I'm hoping there'll be like a a PC mod for it at some point. 
The only thing I've done in VR is play uh, a Walking Dead game that was like first person where you could just go around and like stab them in the eyeball and like wiggle it around and shit. And then uh, I experienced <laughs> oh, a nuke going off in front of me, which was fucking terrifying. So, yeah. Dude, uh, we're going to have to set you up with some VR <laughs> stuff uh, to get you in because uh, there's a lot of cool stuff, man. Um, I'll tell you, Resident Evil 7 in VR was a blast. Fuck that. It was cool in that Walking Dead game. You could throw the knife in the air and let it spin a few times and then catch it and then like jam it into the dude's head. It was like, dude. whoa, this is pretty sweet. I I would also like to try Alien Isolation in VR at some point. Ooh, yeah. I know there's like a fan mod. They were gonna they were gonna make it official, but they never got around to it, so fans sort of dug out what was there and tried to finish it up. And I hear it's it's absolutely terrifying, so that's on my list. But uh yeah, there's a lot of cool VR stuff uh that's worth trying we'll have to make you a list yeah yeah shout out vapor cephalopod shout out uh holid give that a try on the pronunciation yeah good luck guys yeah yeah seriously we all we all think that's cool shit and we'll be looking forward to to what you do keep your heads down down. there are some (laughs) uh litigious folks out there keep cool you will lose yeah may the c and d gods be in your favor Get down. Enemy copyright suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had that. They had that. That scare that happened with the fake one. Nice marketing vapor. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jeez. Enough. What do you think you're doing? Yeah, I mean, regarding Kojima, he has been. It kind of did suck at the end of the Gamescom when all we got was the podcast because it did seem like he was working on some type of presentation. Maybe it was just that video of him saying I'm doing a podcast, but I don't know. Yeah, it was the trailer for for <laughs> I was about to call it burst transmission. Yeah. We have enough things named that. <laughs> Get him. Yeah. What is it? Brain structure? Brain structure, yeah. 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 And I guess it's like a a and like a, a Spotify sponsored show. Yeah, too. it's a Spotify original. Yeah. Like that's they signed some deal. Which is how he got ahead of us in the search results for Kojima podcast on Spotify. Yeah. Look, I'm Sheep. happy. I'm just saying I'm happy if we're second. <laughs> yeah. Let's, we'll get some runoff from yeah, that. Because yeah. that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess this isn't really something any of us should be angry about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really angry. It's kind of cool just knowing we've got better audio quality at the end of the day, so. Yeah, I hope that wasn't really <laughs> indicative of the final one because that was hard to listen to. Yeah, I really hope that was a rush teaser or something. Yeah, because I, I literally will not be listening to it if it sounds like that. It's like ear, like it just it scratches the ear and it's just very, very 2K heavy, very 4K heavy, 5K heavy. It's like that that thing needs some EQ loving for sure. It's overproduced. Yeah, and it, it sounds like crispy, like to the point of like yeah. being over fried. Like, yeah, it's like those memes that are uh, deep fried. It's just like, oh, you ran it through the filters too many times, buddy. We take a deep dive into his brain. The source of my ideas. I've got to wonder, though, since they're doing like an English and a Japanese one. Well, really, I've got two questions. One, what's happening to his current Japanese show? What is it? Uh, Hideo Kojima's Radio Verse, I think is what it was called. The one we didn't get in the U.S. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm I'm curious if that's still going to be going or if that's going to be replaced by this. And two, given that this is going to be in both Japanese and English, I would presume that Kojima would not be talking on the English version. You know, it would be dubbed over or posted by someone else. I think it was dubbed over in the little sample clip. I really didn't listen long enough to really remember. I just like heard it in my ears were like, bail, bail. Yeah. Um, so is this just going to be like a solo thing where he talks for a bit on his own and then he maybe he has a guest on? Like, I guess I guess what's sort of, you know, painting my mental impression of this is all of those episodes of like the kojima productions report the kp report um you know that that ryan payton and and sean eyestone aki saito kenny maizumi all those guys did for so long you know they they sort of you know invented the wheel on kojima podcasts and so i don't i don't know i guess this might not be quite the same sort of thing that those were 
I mean, the, the Spotify like official article says Hideo Kojima presents brain structure will unravel the genius mind of the video game creator. So yeah, I'm curious. I don't know exactly how they're going to be going about that, but it's it maybe his creative process, things that inspire him. Um, here's a quote that says, I wanted to share my thoughts with a global audience and felt that Spotify would be the best home to reach all of my fans and friends around the world. It's an ambitious approach to release every episode in both Japanese and English at the same time, but I look forward to having a good time getting and sharing creative inspiration with listeners from all over the world. So at the very least, yeah, he is going to be doing the Japanese one. So then presumably someone's going to be reading the English. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's going to be very like the structure of the creative gene where he's like, this is the Mm. shit that influenced me this week. And we're going to talk about it like a like a book club almost, but with different mediums. I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, yeah, I do miss the way the Kojima Productions report used to do it, where, um, you know, there was a bit of that, but they would also talk about what was actually going on in the company and some of the culture there. And Mm -hmm. so I would love to hear what it's like at the company more, you know, and I realize there's not so much that they, you know, they can only say so much when, you know, they're so secretive about what they're working on, but that didn't stop them before. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much just shows us, like, what movies he watches with the devs after work now, and that's that's about all we get to see, really. Yeah, they've got a little uh, theater mm-hmm. that they've set up in the corner. I'm curious when they're going to show off the new um, the new office design and how different that'll be. It looks a lot bigger. Oh, here we go. I found the thing. It says, uh, fans can tune in for talk show-style discussions on a wide range of his favorite topics, including games, movies, books, art, philosophy, and the social landscape. Did he steal our bit? Pretty much. Yeah, darn it. Who does this Kojima guy think he is? Oh, he's having guests on, too? Yeah, we totally talk about guests, too. Jerk. Yeah, I know. It's not an original idea in this show. If they're using microphones, I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You do have to wonder, though, if now that he's sort of stepping into the Spotify realm, you know, if, if he's looking at some of the other content that's on there in the podcast space about you know his work yeah like they there's no way they haven't they're not at least somewhat aware of our show or any of the others that are currently going on like they have to have seen some of the the six or seven shows that are going on right now if you're listening hello hi (laughs) i said hello happy birthday yeah happy birthday bitch So you're just going to bring me a podcast to my birthday on my birthday podcast? (laughs) 